Hey, Deanna, are you ready? Absolutely. All right, let's go. Okay. Welcome to this special edition of the Connect Extension podcast, brought to you by the Extension Foundation. The Extension Foundation is a nonprofit organization designed to be the engine fueling U.S. Cooperative Extension's advancement in making a more visible and measurable impact in support of education outreach from land-grant universities and colleges located in every state and territory. The Extension Foundation is embedded in the U.S. Cooperative Extension System and serves on the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy. It provides an array of opportunities for Extension professionals that foster innovation creation, the adoption of innovations at member institutions, and increased impact of Extension programs. This work is supported by membership dollars and funding from USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture, grant number 2020 41595-30124. As I mentioned, this is a very special episode of the Connect Extension podcast. What we're going to be doing is, for lack of a better way of saying it, is taking this show on the road. And I'm joined by Diana Urieta. She's the Senior Director, Co-Developer, and Extension Specialist for the Juntos Program out of North Carolina State University. We're going to be traveling around to different states across the country that are implementing the Juntos Program and speaking with the Cooperative Extension professionals that are making it happen. Just to add a little bit of context, the Juntos program out of North Carolina State University has been receiving support from the Extension Foundation through New Technologies for Ag Extension, which is funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture through a partnership with Oklahoma State University. The Juntos program like others served through new technologies for Ag Extension, received one year of support from the Extension Foundation and its services to help accelerate their work. Deanna, do we need to stop here for a minute? Let's keep going. This is good. All right. So I've already introduced you. We're on our way to Oregon right now. Let me ask you, what is the Juntos program all about? So Juntos, which is... Together in Spanish, the translation is a um, Latino, Latinx, Hispanic family empowerment program. The program serves immigrant families with a mission of increasing high school graduation rates and providing parents and youth with the knowledge and resources needed to guide their path towards higher education. Um, The program meets its mission through four program components. The core of the program, which is family engagement, 4-H clubs, academic success coaching, and a summer uh, academy that is usually uh, taken place at the land-grant university. All four components are rooted on an evidence-based strategies and practices to address the assessed needs of uh, closing the achievement gaps between this population and white students 
increasing high school graduation rates, increasing enrollment in AP honors courses, and increasing college enrollment and degree completion among this population. So our first stop is going to be in Oregon, Oregon State University, and we're going to pick up a couple of people to chat with about the Juntos program in their state. Welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Gina Galavis-Yap, and I am the Juntos Statewide Director here at Oregon State University. Uh, Yeah, I'm Jose Garcia from Oregon State University as well with Open Campus and the Juntos program, and I serve Yamhill County in Oregon. What year was Juntos first implemented in the state of Oregon? The Juntos program in Oregon was brought um, back in 2012 is when it started. So why Juntos in your state? Why have the Juntos program in Oregon? So the reason why it was brought to the state was at the time, um, the demographics in the state were certainly shifting and still are to this point. Um, In 2012, we had a small group of open campus coordinators who saw within their community that there was a high need, especially for the Latinx um, students and families within their their own community. And so they had heard about this program that engaged the students and the families surrounding education. Also at the time within Central Oregon, um, they were noticing that there were disparities in terms of graduation rates with the Latinx students. And so they thought that this would be a great program to help Um, bring the graduation rates up. They liked the community aspect of it and also the fact that it just wasn't the students alone, it was the students and families. And so one of my favorite things to share about the program is that it started with 12 students and their families. Um, And so these were very engaged students and families. They attended the sessions, they engaged with the coordinators and the facilitators that delivered the program. And now we have served over 5,000 students and families statewide and have grown to over 34 different communities. So it's just amazing to hear about. We started with a small, very elite 12 um, and have now grown statewide. Um, I guess all I would add is I wasn't around when it started, but from what I've heard is Uh, We learned about Juntos at um, a national conference, I believe. Um, One of our colleagues at the time uh, learned about it, I think, through a workshop at a national conference. And so that seemed like an opportunity for for us to, you know, plug the Juntos program from North Carolina um, in Oregon and and really serve those families. Like Gina mentioned, we saw a need in Oregon and, and someone from our team saw that as a tool to to address that need here. Um, Rather than us sort of recreating something from scratch, uh, something similar, we were able to um, adopt the Juntos program that was already being used in North Carolina. What are your greatest hopes for this effort and what's your vision for Juntos? So I think for me, what my greatest hopes for this effort is that we're able to empower the students and families to advocate for themselves and that they're able to navigate these educational systems, not only the K through 12 system, but also higher education, whatever that means to them, so that we are able 
um, to just play a very small role, right, in whatever they accomplish so that um, they're able not only to just meet the minimums, but also surpass and become successful and that how that impacts the future generations um, of, of Oregonians uh, within the program. What I also hope that this effort will do is it also will highlight for our partners and anybody who engages with the Latinx community in our state that they're worth investing in. And the Juntos program is an investment. Um, it's an investment in terms of time, in terms of resources, and that this needs to be a priority for um, our state in order for everybody in the state to benefit from. So I think beyond uh, the educational element that Juntos provides, not just to the students and the parents and the whole family, I think it also serves as a tool of empowerment for these families. Um, when they think of education and higher education in particular as something unattainable, I think the Juntos shows a different way. You know, uh, they, we reveal a new path for these families and we, demyst we demystify the education um, structure and system of this country um, and show them that there is a lot of potential and possibilities available out there for them. And not just the students who are pursuing perhaps a four-year degree or, or um, trade schools or something like that, but also the parents who may be seeking their GED or ESOL classes or uh, computer skill courses. Um, we try to make, make them aware that they can do that too and that they can also get more involved in their community. Um, one of the things we've noticed here in my area is that we know we have a pretty large Latinx population, but they're almost like a fringe community within this community. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people who really want to see them step up and express their opinions and elevate their voices. Um, and I think this could be a tool to help them get there. What is your greatest need as you continue to have success with this program? I think from my perspective um, as a statewide lead, the greatest need that I see in terms of us being able to continue the success that we've had would be assistance with how we're expanding. And so right now we're certainly at capacity, right? Because what I want the what I want the program to be is, is a quality program for the students and families. And so that requires the coordinators to have a a, a level in terms of their their site growth, right? Because um, we want to make sure that the families can still engage with coordinators like Jose and, and the other coordinators. And so at this point we're we're, we can't expand because we don't have resources to bring on new coordinators. And so um, I would say for us, it would just be a more, more sustainable ways of funding so that we can grow in the regions because there are still regions within our state um, that we are, we don't have the Juntos program that have incredibly high Latinx student populations. So they're, we're not done yet. Um, and so um, yeah, just more more partnerships and more funding from, from my perspective. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just echo what Gina just said. I think capacity and sustainability is, are the biggest uh, challenges for us just to make sure that we're serving as many families as we can in a, in a high quality way. Um, and then making sure that those communities that we're serving, we sustain. Um, I think one of the biggest detriments to, to programs like these um, is when a 
a program shows up and, and promises all these things and then two or three years later is gone and disappears. And it sort of breaks that trust. And we've seen that in some of the communities that we serve is that some programs have been there and then disappear and then they feel like they're left hanging. And then we come in and try to reestablish that trust. And sometimes building that trust is one of the hardest things um, so that they realize that we are hoping to be there for the long term and to be there to support them. Especially in the sites that we've been there for a while and have you know, dramatically increased the graduation rates. Some conversations that are starting to happen between um, partners are, okay, well, we've done it, right? Um, the graduation rates are up, the, the students are engaging, the families are engaging. There's no longer a need for the Juntos program. And so that's another place where as we continue the success as Jose had shared that there, there needs to be a longevity piece that we're not done even if metrics are showing otherwise um, because I think when we step away that that could have an effect on future generations within the community. What extension best practices for working with Latinx communities are emerging as you implement Juntos? I could probably start there. Um, I mean, I think, and this is probably not just within the Latinx community, but um, North Carolina set the foundation of, of a format that seemed to work really well. And that format was evening, you know, with parents and students, you know, the together concept of Juntos, um, after, you know, after typical work hours um, in a space like their school so that they become more comfortable and familiar with that, um, with the option of having childcare for their younger children, and dinner, if it's gonna be around dinner time or you know, after that, um, one of the concerns and barriers is that these working families, you know, parents come home and then have to leave something ready for the family and then leave and go to this workshop and then come back and then maybe figure out childcare. This eliminates all those barriers and really just welcomes them and we say, have come dinner with us and we'll learn together. I think that's a really good approach that seems to be working really well. Um, I don't think it's unique to the Latinx community, but it's working. Um, and then just having things available in their language, in Spanish um, mostly. But um, we're also noticing now in more urban areas that even though we have Latinx families, it's not safe to assume that Spanish is their preferred language. We have some Latinx families who, are, who have been here now for many generations and their preferred language might be English, um, but they still have this need, um, you know, especially if parents uh, didn't graduate from high school or didn't go to college. Um, there's still a need for a program like this for those families. So we have to be understanding uh, that it's not a one size fits all, you know, with language, especially. Um, we have to be able to, to, to adapt to those, but the cultural elements are still there. Um, and I think those are working really well within the Juntos curriculum. Yeah, another piece that I would add was something that I was fairly impressed with when I came to and started working for Extension was the focus on um, need-based assessments, right? Instead of us as the programs, as the university making all these assumptions on what the community needs, focusing on let's first identify what the, com what the community is asking for and how can we make the programs um, to meet those needs. So that's something that I think um, has has helped with the success, not only of the Juntos program, but other extension programs is focusing on what the community needs first. What additional takeaways do you have in terms of implementing the Juntos program in Oregon? 
Partnerships are key. Um, not only partnerships with funders, with school districts, with uh, different programs. For example, we have partnerships with Migrant Ed as well, um, community-based organizations, but even partnerships with students and families. There, It's just as much their program as it is the school districts, right? And so that has been why the Juntos program within Oregon has been so successful because of the relationships and partnerships that it's built as it has grown as it, and as it continues to grow. Um, it doesn't start and end with the Juntos uh, program or curriculum. Uh, a lot of these families build relationships with us and our Juntos facilitators. And many times they trust us and they see us as go-to folks, you know, in the community that will help them with anything and everything. Uh, they'll come to us with a lot of questions about, um, uh, you know, employment opportunities or questions about um, driver's ed or uh, nutrition programs or legal assistance. Uh, there's just so many topics that they're hungry to learn about and they see us as a source of information um, and which it works really well because within extension, that's kind of what we do, right? Uh, not just within the Juntos program, but extension in general. So um, I just would say that, you know, that uh, on top of the partnerships and connections that we develop, um, it really helps to be able to connect those families to other organizations and resources in the community besides our own. Yes, for example, I think um, I'm, I think Oregon's the only, I'm going to go ahead and out on a limb and say this, I think we might be the only Juntos program nationwide that has partnerships with community colleges. And that's actually a partnership that um, Jose is actually under. And so as he, has he shared, it's not just extension resources, OSU resources that he has access to, but now he also has access to Chemeketa Community College. And so the families are able to just benefit from all his relationships and partnerships that he has. Thank you both so much for joining us today and sharing your experience about the Juntos program in the state of Oregon. I'm going to go ahead and drop both of you off now because Deanna and I have a packed schedule and we have to head to our next destination. So again, thank you both so much. And Deanna, how about we chat a little bit about what we just heard? Do you want a coffee break? Always. So, Diana, what's your takeaway from our conversation with Oregon? I was uh, just impacted by being able to hear from Oregon, from for example, um, how they did start with these strong partnerships with the community college system there, uh, and that has been a model that other states have been listening to. And just this year in North Carolina, we have a community college president who has said yes to Juntos and is investing a full-time position for a coordinator in his county. Uh, so again, you know, we are learning from each other and we're really seeing how do we do this work better as we hear from other states and the successes that they're having. So Oregon is no longer the only state that is partnering with community college systems. We now have North Carolina and Oregon, and we'll see other states come into fruition in the future and, and being able to do that as well. What do you think are some unique initiatives or outreach and engagement strategies 
that are happening at, well, it could be North Carolina State University or at Oregon State University? So one of the neat things that's happening with Juntos and our land-grant universities is being able to organize a family day where Juntos families come to campus and it is a party. Um, You look at um, Oregon State University and specifically NC State University, we'll have over 300 people come on a Saturday. Strollers, you know, siblings, younger siblings, and then the student and the parent just come and really embrace a university that's for them. And so, you know, that has just been a growing event within those two universities specifically. And so I'm excited to see how other universities will embrace that because it allows for a lot of conversations within the families to have on this idea that they had originally on universities not being a place for them, right? They just didn't think that that was for them. And for them to be able to have that experience to see what it is to live in a dorm and see, you know, the dining hall and eat there and for them to take that information back to their community, to other families and the impact that that makes, man, I wish we could really, um, we need to do better at showing that impact. So where do you want to go to next? Oh man, let's go to California. In our next episode, we're going to be visiting with the Juntos programs in California, the state of Washington, and Wisconsin. Thank you for joining us on this Juntos road trip. We will see you on the next episode.